Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good morning. It's Monday, January 6th. I've got to get my notes up here. I've got a long one in store for you today. Um, it's been a while. I think it's been a week since I did my last podcast. I got quite a few messages on Twitter, direct messages, um, direct texts from friends, um, some Instagram messages, and, and just questions about what I was doing, um, people listening to me on the way to work, people listening to me at the end of the day. Um, I would recommend listening to mine at the beginning of the day, um, just because that's typically when I do it. I usually release it around nine o'clock, but um, right now it's seven thirty. I'm kind of a little bit early on this one because I usually do it around eight eight thirty because of um, some uh, uh, economy releases around eight thirty and things like that. Uh, just so you guys know, I think I posted on Twitter. I was in Phoenix for the last week, and that three-hour time difference um, is super tough for me, particular, um, because I do contract work. And, and this particular work was I was working the Mexico versus Uruguay uh, Mexican tour uh, soccer, as we call it in the U.S., but football for everywhere everywhere else in the world. Um, I was working at the, the State Farm Stadium, incredible stadium, staff, unbelievable cleanliness, unbelievable, um, just what a, a stadium, what a, a week. Um, the highlight was watching the, the field roll out, and if you guys don't know, the, the field's kind of on a tray, and it's a real grass field, and what they do is they grow the grass outside, so because the stadium's a domed stadium, because... Listen, it was 108 degrees, I think, um, when I walked over to the stadium. I went for a seven-mile run around the stadium at like 6.30 in the morning, and I think it was already 95 degrees. So they grow the grass outside, and um, it, it, it's rolled in on a tray. And the highlight of my week was actually taking a time lapse um, of it rolling out on a tray. I, I, can, I think I may have even posted it on Twitter, but it was awesome just to sit there. It does take an hour and a half. So if you're not sitting there talking with people who are actually doing it, and yes, I was sitting there talking with some of the engineers, some of the stadium staff, and some of the people who are in the know um, about what they were doing, how they were looking at it. It was stopped in the middle of it for some, um, some rolling issues, blah, 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 but it was awesome. Uh, if you don't know, the Super Bowl is being played there this year. Uh, got some uh, incredible insight into some of the planning for the Super Bowl. Um, I am not going to the Super Bowl, although I, I will tell the stadium staff that I want to go to the Super Bowl. I most likely am not going to the Super Bowl. If the Giants are in it, I will hit up every stadium staff that I know, every insider that I know. We'll get an email, a phone call. We'll basically get Gary harassed um, for at least a month. Well, well, 
if the Giants even make the playoffs. I'll probably start my harassment at that time. Uh, the other good thing in uh, in Phoenix was this this it's I think it's Asai A C A I Akai Asai I don't know, but there's a a, a little strip mall um, outside the stadium, and there's a place called Wow Wow Lemonade Wow Wow Hawaiian Lemonade. If you are in Phoenix and you go to this stadium. I suggest trying the bowl at this place. It is freaking phenomenal. Um, I had it twice while I was there. I wish I would have found it earlier. Uh, it was unbelievable. Um, but those were my highlights in Phoenix. So uh, I've got a long one for you today. And, and not just Phoenix stories. But one of the other things is uh, <clears throat> I watch a YouTube channel. This kid. Be a Haza. He's a drop shipping expert. Um, he's built a pretty much a fortune on drop shipping with Amazon and and um, Shopify and other other uh, retailers where you can basically build a brand, go on Alibaba, find a, a a product, ship it from China, and resell it here without actually having uh, inventory. Blah blah blah. It's, it's what's called drop shipping. Um, he is trying to short his video this week. If you want to uh, look at it, B I A H E Z A is his uh is his name B A H E Z A uh, on uh, YouTube. Go and watch his video. I, I may post it, probably not, but uh, he is trying to short the housing market. It makes sense. He goes over why he's trying to short the housing market. He does great videos where he takes five, ten, twenty thousand dollars and and tests. Um, he does some hustle videos where he says, "Hey, I'm gonna go zero to ten thousand dollars within a month um, from a business." And he painted uh, numbers on the side of on sidewalk for people, and he shows you like video of him asking people for work. Blah blah blah. He's a great great YouTuber in my mind in that he he does inspire people to to work hard. He he shows you that um you know it, it doesn't take a lot in this economy to try and make money. So he's a hustler. <clears throat> he's got some good investing insights. Um he does do some some crypto. He he does some risky things, but um he's not into the NFT thing, I don't think. Um I he hasn't gone that route. So He's very kind of top of mind. I, I like him. I like his videos. They are super entertaining. Uh, but trying to short the housing market and the way he's doing it is through uh, DRV. It's a um, triple levered real estate bear. And DRV is, a, again, it's a, it's a directive. Um, let's see. I'm going to run the algorithm on, on TrendSpider on this one. You'd be out of it right now. You would have gotten out of it with a 33% gain um, with a buy on April 25th and a sell on May 26th. And again, that's a 33% gain after a major, major pullback um, from about 52 down to 44 so you could have made more than than 33%. But it's an interesting one. The algorithm makes loses you 59% over 1,000 candles versus the actual um, asset 
losing you 68%. Now, here's, here's what you have to know. Real estate has been in a boom. So, of course, a, a, a bare real estate um, ETF is going to do poorly. But he's got an interesting logic. Watch his video. He's using options. Um, I don't, you guys know that, listen, I don't use options. There is a, a lot of money to be made in options, but there's a lot of money to be lost in options. So um, this one, particularly, he's using options. It's a triple levered ETF. So this thing is going to move significantly, but DRV is what he's doing. And uh, you would not be in it as far as the algorithm goes. Let me, uh, let me just look. Um, okay, I'm back. I had to look at my TrendSpider. It's been a week since I was even in TrendSpider. The RSI for DRV is at 46. The MACD looks like it's going to cross up. You do not have the, uh, <clears throat> well, I I'm sorry, you do. It's a drop in volume. The, the, the recent downturn has seen a drop in volume, but uh, historically, this one is a major, major volume play uh, at the current time. Um, my guess is with Biaheza doing this, he has been in the retail trade. He's, he's one of those guys that does uh, GameStop and, and, and you know AMC, and he kind of analyzes it. I don't know that he necessarily trades it. He probably trades it a little bit, but. Um, again, it, it, his logic makes sense. Complete, complete sense. Um, I, I, when I look at a thousand candles back in 2020, when the housing market wasn't that crazy, um, from June to October, this thing wasn't doing anything. When the housing market got crazy, this thing just got crushed all the way from October, 2020 up until today. So as the housing market cools off, this one will begin to do better. Again, three weeks, I think, for now, um, the, the, the interest rates for the 30-year have gone down. But um, last week is it was at 5.1. I think it's at 5.09. I, I know it was 1.100 down. So it, it's still significantly. One year ago, the interest rate was at 2.99. So, um, but... If you want a short real estate, DRV is one that I, I, I think is a good play. Um, I like it. I've, I've done some research into it. Uh, again, it's, a, ba it's a, um, uh, a bear one, three times levered. So uh, you can make a lot of money, lose a lot of money. But um, with the logic of the, uh, the, the real estate market cooling down, I think this one is probably in for a run. Um, interesting stat that since May 12th, RK, uh, which is the flagship fund, which I own a lot of, which is down something like 70, 80%. Um, let's look at it. Uh, account positions. Got to sign into my Fidelity account. Sorry, I'm just getting back. Uh, I don't spend a lot of time on my iMac here. Um, but ARKK, I am, I think I'm positive on this one. Let me just say, I did get out of all of my, no, I am negative on this one. Uh, down 10%. I only have $20,000 in this one. Um, but I am down, down almost $2,000. So, um, almost 10%, 8%. Wow. 
God, I didn't realize how far I was down on this one. This one traded at $132. It's now trading at $43. But ARKK since uh, May is up 20%. May, I think, let's see. It started May, um, since May 12th specifically. Uh, May 12th was its low at about 43. uh, I'm sorry, 37. Let's see what the 52-week low is. ARKK, yeah, it was 3510. It's probably where it was. <clears throat> um, it's trading at 43. So it's up 20%. The S&P during the same time is up 4%. Um, it's been beaten down. Does that mean that we're in a bottom? No. I, I still would trade these if you're looking to buy them. Uh, right now, the algorithm has you in a buy. And ironically, it has you in a buy since May 16th. Um, because there was a huge upturn from May 12th um, all the way, uh, I, I think it was, yeah, May 13th. It looks like this thing shot up to 44. Um, uh, today, you're at 43.15. The algorithm has you in at 43.21. Um, but you could have made some some pretty good money on this one by just buying that. Now, I, I think it's it's capitulating. It's finding some volume here. Um, it hasn't moved the 50-day. It's still in a downward trend. The 9 and the 21 are just starting to move up. The RSI is at 49. I would not suggest buying this one, but the volume indicates that down here, uh, around 43, there is a volume shelf. Um, it's right between $41 and $44. And that volume shelf will provide support. It should provide support. Um, but this one, I, I've been saying that all the way down. I have not recommended these on the way down. I've been getting out of them. Uh, my retirement account, I think in this one, I sold at about 60. Um, so I, I've, I've gotten some decent thing. Again, um, here's, here's the, the, the good news for the algorithm. In the algorithm... You'd make 7% over 1,000 candles on ARKK. If you just bought the asset and held it, you'd be down 34%. So the algorithm on this one works. Again, volatility, the algorithm works um, because it's built on a MACD. But I, I thought that was a good indication that, hey, um, you know, when I looked at the algorithm, when I looked at the, the RKK stat of it up being up 20%, um, I, I don't think we've hit a bottom, and I do think when that 0.5% rate increase from the Fed comes out, I think it's next week or the week after, um, you're going to see uh, some pullback. But um, Amazon stock split. Let's look at Amazon. Um, that happens today. I forget how much it is. But you've seen this one run from uh, May 24th when it hit. Uh, Actually, it's, yeah, <clears throat> when it hit 103, I, I guess the stock split took place today, but when it hit 103, um, and it's up to 124 today. So you've gone quite a bit uh, when you, you know, you look at this one. Um, the stock split is providing a 1.36% increase. That probably is just because of everything else bouncing up. Um, the algorithm has you in on this one 
at uh, 131.67, or I'm sorry, 111.67. Interesting. Uh, I'm getting a little confused because some of my triggers in in TrendSpider are listing in the 2000s range. So, um, but 121 is the price right now. It's trading at 124.14. The MACD is way up. The RSI is at 61. This is a stock that's been on fire. Um, and, and it was leading up to the, uh, the split today. I don't know if it cools off. It might. DD and other, uh, DD, essentially what happened with DD is Chinese regulators have said, hey, we're over our, uh, investigation of DD and it's, it's doing fine. Um, and our investigation didn't necessarily find anything. Uh, we're going to allow it to continue to trade. Blah, 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 blah. A lot of Chinese rhetoric about this one. Um, it's up f- over 50% in the pre-market. Um, I, I think with, you know, again, this one's been beaten down so much. Um, in the algorithm, you would lose 27% versus buying and uh, holding the asset, you'd lose 88%. So it, it, the algorithm works on this one. Again, it works when you, uh, on a downward trend, you're going to lose less money. Remember that the algorithm was built around COVID to try and protect me from COVID-style losses. So the, um, the Chinese stocks are exactly those COVID-style losses. Uh, they were huge. They were quick. Um, getting in and out of these things has provided a, a significant benefit. Um, again, if I would have listened to the algorithm. Um, but... Uh, DD is one that I think, let's see, um, the 52 week high is $18 set in June of last year. Um, the 52 week low is $1.37. This one's trading at $2 and 80 cents. Um, might be worth a shot on this one. I think you're going to see quite a bit of, uh, activity around this. Uh, I think it's going to be a, a big one on today's, uh, volume watch. So, uh, Tesla, just buy it. Let's see where the algorithm has you in or out. Um, the algorithm has you, has you in at 661. Hopefully you bought it 661 because it is trading at 723. It is up 2% in the pre-market, most likely based on the fact that China is reopening. Um, the MACD is kind of up there. It's trending down a little bit. The RSI is at 44. Um, again, the algorithm has you in at 661. The algorithm makes you makes you ninety five percent over a one thousand candle in this one. Uh, just buying and holding makes you two hundred and seventy one percent. That is part of the reason why I say just buy Tesla when it's down this low. Just buy it. Just buy it. I, I, there's nothing else I can tell you. Just buy it. Um, Target while we're in the T's. Uh, I think this one still provides a good opportunity. The algorithm has you in at 162.48. It is trading at 162.54. Let's see what the multiple on this one is. Uh, Target. We compare Target to Walmart. The PE ratio is 13.35. When you look at Walmart, the PE ratio is 26.82. So you're at half the... the, um, the PE ratio. I'm going to go into FidViz and look at their forward PE. Forward PE is 
Walmart forward PE is 17.9. So in my mind, Target provides you a great opportunity. Again, when I look at Target, um, let's see, where is my Target buy? Uh, I am right here. I am in at 161, uh, I'm sorry, uh, 114. I uh, bought $11,000 this at, at an average price of 114. Uh, I have not sold it. Probably should have sold it at about 260, which was where I was thinking. I'll take some profits, blah, blah, blah. But I'm still up 40% on this one. Do I think it's got more room downward? I don't know. They made some bad management decisions in my mind, upping inventory. Now they're having to sell that inventory at a sale. Um, their their margins are going to take hold. Um, a hit, I mean, I don't know. Uh, again, the, the algorithm has you in at 162. Here's the interesting one. The performance chart of the algorithm makes you 80% over a, a 1,000 candle. Buying and holding this stocks makes you 33%. So if you want to listen to the algorithm, again, there's this huge gap from the earnings uh, from 212 down to 167. And you've been capitulating here in the 160s. It did go down to 146. Let me see the 52-week low. was 145.51. So you're not too far off those 52-week lows. Now, your algorithm is still under the, uh, the oscillator mark. Uh, I'm sorry, the MACD is under the oscillator mark. Uh, the RSI is at 39. This RSI, when it dropped, was at 13 on the day of that, uh, the earnings release. So uh, it had nowhere to go but, uh, but up. Um, but I think that's a good one. Um, I'm going to, let's talk about oil. Let's talk about some of these. If you haven't noticed, I think uh, gas went up by 30% over the weekend. Um, by per gallon, 30, 30 cents. I'm still a huge believer in oil. And, and the reason I'm a huge believer in oil, I even put this out while I was on vacation, um, not on vacation. It was two weeks ago. I was on vacation while I was working in Phoenix. <clears throat> Demand is, is going to increase while supply is time constrained uh, on increasing. So You've got four to six months before supply can really get going to meet demand. Meanwhile, you've got China reopening, and it looks like it's opening faster than most people thought it would. And if that's the case, their demand comes back online, which pushes the price of oil up because supply is not increasing. Uh, today, WTI hit 120. Uh, if that continues, we're going to hit 150. Remember, governments want this at 80. Even at 80, uh, Devon makes a shit ton of money. Uh, Chevron, CVX, makes a shit ton of money. Uh, Exxon, XOM, makes a ton of money. Now, uh, XOM, they're a little bit stretched right now. I think around $100, it starts to get a little stretched. Um, and, and they, they don't necessarily have the capital to return to investors, uh, at that share price. So I might be looking to get out of this one and move some of my energy from Exxon. Let's see <clears throat> my Exxon. I did buy Exxon. Um, I will tell you the exact date, uh, purchase history. Um, I bought Exxon June of 2020 at $47. 
I think it immediately went down to like $35 because in September, uh, I got a dividend purchase of $38. Um, and then in December of 2020, I got a dividend purchase at $42. So even though I bought at 47, my, my large lot at 47, I didn't make money until six months later. Um, it kind of shows you, hey, patience pays off when you're looking at a long game. Because right now I am up 106% on this investment. Um, I put $26,000 into this. I am up $28,000. Uh, it is one of the biggest wins that I've had over the past year. Um, Microsoft is another big one. Um, you know, I'm down significantly on some of these, like Baba, 56%, DraftKings, 69%, Ethereum, 73%, Facebook, 41%. Um, uh, Bitcoin, 10%, um, ARCF, 20%, American Eagles, 48%. Those are all down. Um, but the 106% on energy, the, the 146% on, um, uh, the, the, the technology, I'm sorry, what's this? Um, yeah, technology ETF that I bought. Um, you know, again, you can have a ton of losers. But as long as you pick the right winners, you're, you're okay. Pan W, I was way up on this one. Um, I'm only up 7% now. Let's see, CrowdStrike, I'm down 11% on it. I was up about 40% on that one. Uh, I didn't get out in time. Snowflake, I was up 20%. Now I'm down 30%. Nah, oh well. Uh, Square, huge upside. PayPal, huge upside. Morgan Stanley, I bought at the 52-week high. I'm down 22% on that one. Um, but remember, you know, just add to, as, as Exxon started to go up, I started to add to it. And every time I added to it, I've made money. So, um, Occidental Petroleum, up, up 11%. Uh, Devon Energy, I'm up 36%. Oil is still a good play. MPLX, I'm up 65%. MPLX pays a 8% dividend. Devon pays a 7% dividend. Why in the world I have these in my IRA? I don't know. Um, but I need to start making, pulling some of that money out and throwing it into my brokerage. At some point, I'm going to do a podcast about taxes and optimizing your portfolio as well, meaning um, IRAs, 401ks, Roth um, versus brokerage after tax, blah, blah, blah. Um, Jim Cramer is back on his hype of Ford. Let's take a look at Ford. I've said it was a hype play. I took it off the hype play rally. Um, it is at it had a buy at $12.79 on May 23rd. You're at $13.50 right now, which is a good move in this one. Um, almost a dollar. So you've almost almost got your 20% here. Um, you know, maybe 10%. Uh, but uh, again, um, the performance shot on this one over a thousand candles, 56% in the algorithm versus buying and holding has gotten you 86%. Um, this one was significantly beaten down. And when we look at Ford, their forward PE right now is 6.24 versus their main competitor, which is a forward PE of uh, 5.59, which is GM. In my mind, I think GM offers a better opportunity than Ford. And the reason is GM has crews. And if for some reason they decide to break out the crews uh, into a separate stock, a separate tracking stock. Boom. 
you get crews, you, you know, you can hold GM, you could probably sell GM. Um, but I think that one, just to give you a car maker, uh, comparison, um, Tesla's forward PE is 44 compared to those two. Now, Tesla has a lot more going for it. Um, they have a lot more growth. They have a lot more opportunity, um, but they're never going to grow into that valuation. Uh, Tesla is one of those stocks. You just buy it between 700 and sell it over at over a thousand. Um, that's, that's kind of the play on Tesla in my mind. Now I've lost a lot of money that way. Opportunity money, I should say, because it's just continued to go up. So, um, let's see, let's see oil. We got target out of the way. Morgan Stanley, I posted an article thinks we are in a paradigm shift. Um, now they don't specifically say what paradigm shift we, uh, we particularly are in, but what they, the article says is that, um, we could be shifting from the, the 20 year growth that we've seen in technology and it could move to, uh, different, different sectors. And one of the sectors that I think, again, talking about oil <clears throat> is energy. Um, the S and P, I believe, um, last year, the energy was only 3% of the S and P traditionally, when you average it out, the energy sector is uh, 8% of the S&P. So it's probably moving to that. And that's why I say a lot of these energy companies are not crazy to look at. Um, but, you know, again, Devon, uh, Occidental. Um, let's look at Oxy real quick. I don't think I looked at that chart. Um, Chevron, Exxon, they're all buys in the algorithm, but at significantly lower prices. What you're doing this, uh, in fact, um, Occidental's uh, ex-dividend date is June 9th, and they look like they're crossing down on the MACD. Um, this one might look to be a sell at some point in the near future. Um, in fact, it might be today, morning candle. Uh, they're only up 0.36. Uh, but uh, Warren Buffett's average purchase price is 57 uh, that what that's the price that the algorithm gives you um, on May third, fifty seven seventy eight, and you're in it this entire time. Uh, MPLX is one that I've held for the dividend. Uh, buy at thirty dollars and seventy cents. You're at thirty two ninety one today. Devon Energy. Um, it is a buy at I want to say sixty four. Wow, I remember I was playing this one under under sixty. When it's under 60, you buy it. When it's over 60, you sell it. Um, ironically, it's at 64 is a buy. Um, there was a buy two candles before this at 59. Um, the, there's a buy at 61, a sell with a 9% loss where it went down to 55. You'd be crazy to sell it. at, at Buy it at 61 back then, but um, it's at 77 today. So it's been a crazy, crazy good one run. Um, this MACD looks like it's coming up there. The, just so you know, the RSI is at 66. This one has to come down. The ex-dividend date is June 10th. I would think that, that June 9th, June 10th, once those ex-dividend dates hit, I think you're going to start to see a pullback on these energy names. Just a guess. Facebook under 200. Buy it all day long, like I said. Um, there was a buy here at 180. Um, there was a sell right after it um, for a slight loss. You're not losing it. The buy right now is at 193.65. You're at 193.89. It's capitulating. 
probably going to move up. Just kind of my thing. Google has been on a crazy good run. Their stock split happens at some point in time. I forget when. Um, the RSI is at 53. The MACD is way up. You have a buy-in at 22.40. You're at 23.32. Uh, I think if you reach 2400 on this, you sell. Um, you know, there's a clear line at 2420 right now that seems to be uh, putting in a, a kind of a top there. Um, the the 200 day is still negative. The 50 day is starting to move positive. Netflix has been one. If you haven't been watching some of the news, they've been trialing a password. Um, uh, pullback in some of the South American countries that, according to news media, has been a horrible failure. According to Netflix, we're working through it. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens with that one. They don't want to chance the password uh, issue here in America until they work out some of the kinks in some of the smaller countries. Uh, the algorithm has you buying in April 29th at 197.79. It's trading at 198 right now. Um, it, it's kind of been capitulating there. While the MACD's been going up, the RSI's been going up, the RSI is at 55, it's kind of trending downward. <clears throat> There's this enormous gap between 248 and 343 based on earnings right there. Um, that gap is going to get filled at some point in my mind, but you've got to wait for this one. It, it, you know, I wouldn't take the chance. Um, so, there's your look at Fang. Bank of America under 40. Buy it all day long. I've said that before. Uh, it closed at 36.19. The algorithm has you in at 35.95. Let's look at Bank of America real quick. I like Bank of America. I like Wells Fargo. I like Citigroup. Um, all of these beaten down names. It's now trading at 36.56. Um, that's, that's where in the pre-market it's trading. Um, I, again, I, I think you've got an opportunity to buy this one, um, under 40. It, it's, it's a bit of a long game on this one. I, I think Bank of America looks good. Uh, UNH, United Healthcare. I said when it dipped under 500, um, we should start nibbling on this one. It's at 485 is where it closed at. Let's look at the algorithm because I think it hadn't put in a buy. Um, ironically, uh, Friday's candle is a sell for a 0.31% uh, gain. So it's not even a 1%, but the MACD is crossing down. The RSI is at 42. I don't know that I'd necessarily sell this one based on the MACD crossing down. The 200-day, let's look at the uh, daily on this one. Um, because one, oh, one of the other things I have to address with Apple. Um, the 200-day is still well above the the or 50 days, well above the 200 day. The 200 days at 469. Um, the 200, the 50 days at 508. Uh, again, I think healthcare is a good one. Their earnings are coming up on July 14th. So we're going to take a look at Apple and we are going to take a look at the daily on Apple um, because the death cross happened. Uh, and I, I think I've said this, um, April 29th. No, I'm sorry. That's on the four hour. Let's look at the daily. Um, it happened. Yeah, it happened on June 2nd. So Thursday, the death cross happened on Apple. Um, I've said this Apple, it, the, the, the forward PE on Apple. Let's look at it. Re 
on FinViz. Forward PE is 22. The market wants this at 17. Prior to the pandemic, that's what Apple was trading at. The WWDC event is today. Um, they will most likely announce some crazy um, software stuff and people will be digging into that software. They will find a uh, augmented reality headset uh, clues. They may find some car clues. There's going to be crazy, crazy stuff. Last week, what happened, and Apple crashed on this. Um, I think it was above 150 and then it went under 140. And again, load up the Brinks truck and buy it under 140. That's, that's a long-term investment in my mind. And we're talking one to five years. Um, if you're putting your money in the bank, inflation's eating it at 12%. You might as well have it in Apple. Um, you might make some money. You'll make a little bit of a, a dividend. But uh, Katie Huberty uh, last week put out a note saying that Apple services are going to dec decline. And I actually didn't read the note. I don't know that she put out that it's going to decline overall. But it's going to decline from its 40% growth. Uh, quarter over quarter. And that is what took the stock down because you can't justify a 22 multiple if that services revenue doesn't continue to grow because your iPhones aren't growing. Your iPhones are kind of flattening out. Uh, your MacBooks are flattening out. Your iPads are flattening out. Again, the, the cycle in these are very, very long. Um, for instance, my parents still have iPhone 7s. Um, and they're perfectly happy with them. I have an iPhone 10, perfectly happy, except for the fact that I know the 13 can take better pictures and I'll have a new battery. Uh, other than that, I don't think I need an iPhone 13. Um, I would buy it, but I haven't. The XS is perfectly fine with me. Um, so um, I wanted to make sure that everybody knew Apple under 150. Um, I, I, I think it's a buy. Uh, but again, that's a very, very long-term uh, view. Uh, one article I posted this morning, and I read a little bit about it, but I didn't read enough. If you want to read it, it's on my Twitter. Um, it's a Yahoo article about a 60-40 portfolio. I have never in my life of trading had a 60-40 portfolio. Bonds in my lifetime just have not been good. I haven't lived through rising interest rates. So that's what gets me interested in reading an article like this. Bonds right now, no good. No good in my mind. Long term, I, I, over the next two to five years, probably good. Um, and again, for optimization of tax purposes, I will tell you, treasury bonds you don't pay taxes on. So the two, four, five percent, whatever the treasury bonds are paying, um, there's no taxes. So a traditional bond, if you're getting a, um, a bond from a company, a corporate bond or something like that, you're paying whatever your tax rate is, uh, uh, you know, your income tax rate, you'll pay that on a bond. Um, there's different tax rates, different things. I'm not a tax expert. I just kind of know you're going to pay taxes on those. Treasury bonds, you don't pay taxes. So it's a nice, you know, money in your pocket, blah, blah, blah. Um, I did a scan. A few scans. There's an interesting one. Scan of my portfolio. The only MACD cross up to buy in the current candle is American Eagle Outfitters. I would not recommend buying that one. Um, I am down, and that's a Jim Cramer F up. I am down 50% on that one, thanks to Jim Cramer. 
I put $10,000 in, which is now worth $5,000. Inverse Kramer is the way to go. Um, but the only S&P 500 stock that shows up is Norton LifeLock, N-L-O-K. Um, and that one is a MACD cross-up on the current candle. And it's going to get you in around 2466. This one, uh, you'd still be in from a May 16th buy uh, at 2403. Um, I'm a fan of Norton LifeLock. I am not a user or a customer of Norton LifeLock. Um, my time at Earthlink, remember dial-up internet? Uh, we had meetings with Norton LifeLock, and I would hear all about um, ransomware and all of the scary stuff that goes on, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but I have not used it per se. They do have their ex-dividend date coming up this week, tomorrow. So you have to hold it today in order to get that dividend. Let's see what the dividend yield is. <clears throat> NLOK. The, sorry, had to pause for a dog emergency. Um, when I came back, I got to call the vet this morning. Dog seems to be dehydrated. Um, was throwing up on Friday. Not sure exactly what it's about, but dog was at the back door crying. But Norton LifeLock, uh, I don't know that I'd buy it at these levels. Um, again, you'd be in on the algorithm. The algorithm makes you 5%. Um, the buying and holding makes you 16%. If you're going to do some type of... Um, uh, cybersecurity stuff, and that's the way I view Norton LifeLock. I think Pan W. I think CrowdStrike. Um, I should say, while I was away um, at work, I did think that uh, uh, CrowdStrike was going to kill it on earnings. They did not. Uh, they've traded down since then. Uh, again, when I look at these earnings, um, you went from twelve cents a share. I'm sorry, seventeen cents a share. Let me pull this back. We'll go back to a daily look um, so I can see more earnings. You go from in June 2021, 10 cents a share. August 2021, 11 cents a share, up one cent, up 10%. Um, December 1st, 17 cents per share. That's 60% increase, um, 50% increase, no, 40% increase, whatever it is, 30 cents a share. You doubled. March. Okay. 31 cents per share. So you're continuing to make money on this stock, CrowdStrike. Why it's trading this way? Eh, it doesn't like the multiple. Um, I, in my mind, I think from a long term perspective, you grow into this multiple. Their forward PE is 93. Again, the, 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 the market hates that. So, um, I just think that they're going to continue to grow earnings. But as far as cybersecurity goes, I think that's it. So again, a little bit disappointing that the scanner shows no MACD cross-ups. Um, it could be that we've just had a good, you know, you had a bad Friday, but you were up overall. Um, so for, for the month of June, I, I think we end the month much higher than we began the month, but I think you're going to still see these ups and downs. Um, that is without uh, any intervention. By the way, a, a, a little kind of news that 
may be out there on the horizon, Biden easing tariffs on solar panels. There was an investigation about Chinese corruption, uh, avoiding tariffs. And so the Justice Department, one of the departments, I don't know exactly know which one, but they were investigating that, which basically halted the solar industry. Um, Biden is going to ease tariffs coming from Asia. Uh, solar will pop. One that I've played before, SE, uh, SEDG, Solar Edge Technologies. Um, this is one, I, I believe I brought it up recently that it was a buy at 225 in the algorithm um, back on May 16th. Again, uh, a month ago, 225. You're 300 today. Uh, let's look at the pre-market. Sedge. I traded this one through the pandemic. It was a great, yeah, 317. So you could have made 100 bucks per share on a stock. That's 30%. In, in less than a month, you know, a, a, again, this one is, uh, the 52 week high is 389. So it still has room to grow for the PE is 95 forward PE, but again, it's solar. So, you know, it is what it is. Uh, UVixie and XVixie today is not a UVixie day to today is an SVixy day. Um, but I wouldn't trade it. Uh, the VIX is at 25. It wants to go to 30. Buy it at 13, Uvixi at 13. It's going to be back at 30 at some point in time. Maybe when we go the half point rate hike, it's going to go back to 30. The, uh, the VIX doesn't want to stay at 25. It doesn't want to stay down at these levels. It's going to go back to 30. So you could buy Uvixi, lose money in the short term. Is Uvixi going at eight? Hell no, Uvixi's not going to eight. Um, the 52 week low is 1116. If you think we're going back to January levels of the VIX at $11.16, you are crazy. Thirteen ten today. So maybe we go down to 12. If it's under 12, I'll probably put in $10,000 into this one. Do I think that, that at 12 it could get to 1340? Hell yeah. It's a 10% move. So um, anyway. That's that one. I will be back tomorrow. Uh, I am hyped about this market because volatility means happiness. Whoop, whoop. So uh, take care. Hit me up on Twitter. Let me know if you have any questions. Have fun.